Welcome to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. My name is Corin Young with RK Studios, and this podcast is produced in partnership with JCI Santa Clarita. For the last year, we've done our podcast through Zoom, and today I'm actually excited to have a couple of guests here in the studio, starting with Chelsea Orzechowski, an old friend and uh, former co-chair of a, of a couple of events. Hello, Chelsea. Hi, great to be here. Glad you could have us in the studio. Very yeah. excited about that. Good to have you back. And uh, Daniela Chez, uh, also uh, a co-chair, and uh, you've co-chaired uh, a bunch of projects, and now you are the uh, JCI Santa Clarita chapter president. Yes, Madam President over here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Glad to be back with my original band of misfits. <laughs> yeah, we, we worked on a bunch of... Uh, projects together. I remember when I first joined uh, our organization, I was just kind of like happy to help out with stuff. Like when we were running events, I was just kind of like there to do things. And uh, Charlene Duzik, who this is even before she was the, the chapter president, was kind of like always pushing me to, uh, to work on stuff. And uh, I ended up co-chairing uh, an event with her and Tracy Taplin, uh, just trying to get volunteers for the Relay for Life. But I, I never thought that I would want to actually like co-chair an event, and you guys both like wholeheartedly uh, jumped into them. So I'm going to start with Chelsea and ask you like, what are some of the events that you worked on? Um, I came in as a new member in January 2019. First event I was a part of, I think, just on the committee was uh, awards and installation, and uh, we did an event in person, kind of large banquet style, uh, with dinner, awards, and and dancing and such after. Then I did Dodger Day as a fundraiser. Santa Clarita annually gets tickets to Dodger Stadium and members of the community go. And JCI had a two rows of people that went, and that was super fun. Um, Politics on Tap was a personal project of mine, and then also 40 Under 40 with both you and, and Daniela. Yeah, you know, I that Dodger Day was a lot of fun, and it, it feels kind of recent. It's hard to believe, I mean... 2020 doesn't really count. It kind of like it was so slow and so fast at the same time. But yeah, a lot of these things that we're talking about were two years ago and it doesn't feel like it. We've come a long way in in two years. I mean, I have been involved in some campaigns now. I have been I have a completely new job. Um, My husband now serves on the water board. I'm we have a new house. Yeah, you I guys... have a baby on the way. Can you imagine yes. that? <laughs> uh, uh, what a difference a year makes, <laughs> I know. right? Uh, thank you, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually uh, brings me to my question. One of the titles that you took on when you joined the board was the vice president of government and external affairs. And uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to have the two of you on was because when we first started podcasting uh, on our very first couple of episodes, we recorded on the first day here. And you guys were were the guests, yep. and uh, and I remember um, talking to you about uh, that that title and what you wanted to do with politics on tap. And uh, do you remember what you said about why you wanted to get into uh, politics on tap and uh, government and external affairs? Yeah, I think the basic answer was I didn't really know anything about government, and I wanted to learn. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, one of the things that um, that I've been told about JCI is that uh, you can kind of get out of it what you put into it, right? Like if you want to just be somebody who shows up every now and then for like the coffee meetings and the schmoozing, you could do that. If you want to volunteer and be a part of um, feeding uh, our homeless community or raising money for uh, 
for uh, school supplies or you know any kind of uh, fundraisers like that you could do that if you want to get involved in politics or you know different aspects of the community you can do that and so you wanted to learn more about like government and politics yes i did <laughs> um and and so that year alone is doing politics on tap we learned a little bit about internal politics yes <laughs> Yes, who would have thought polit politics on tap would have gotten political, right? <laughs> and, and and it did. What were some of the issues that uh, that we had? Um, well, we had Katie Hill, who ended up resigning from Congress. Mm -hmm. I was uh, serving as Mike Gar Garcia's campaign manager at the time. And then our current assemblywoman had stepped up to run for Congress to fill Katie Hill's seat. We'd already had uh, Christy Smith. Assemblywoman Christy Smith at the time lined up to be our politics on tap key note speaker. And um, there was concern that we weren't serving both sides of the politi polit political parties. Yeah. So the strange thing about that is how quickly that story unfolded. But we had been working on politics on tap for the better part of that year. Right, like uh, I think we started really early, like May. Yeah, you started with our fundraising and our planning. Yeah, you started I think before we even started forty under forty, really. Yeah, yeah. we we had a few uh, speakers lined up, uh, but as we were gearing up, because twenty nineteen wasn't uh, an election year, but it's still very much a campaign year. Right, exactly. that's right. So, being that these elections are like every couple of years, it's going to be tough to get anybody who's going to be thinking about campaigning. But uh, yeah, so we had some issues with that, ended up doing one event, but while doing stuff with JCI, uh, you also took a trip. Yes. I so hear about that. back in January of 2019, I became a new member. That first year I stepped up and filled the vice president of government and external affairs um, position on the board. With that position, I wanted to start networking and building relationships with our local um, elected officials, people that worked in government at the city of Santa Clarita, so that we can start building out this politics on top program because I saw it being more than just um, a speech from the, our elected officials. Like I wanted to be more of a learning on the process and behind the scenes stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So I went on Scott Wilk and KHTS's trip um, that they do up to Sacramento. It's a two-day kind of legislative tour trip. And on that bus trip, when you take the bus from Santa Clarita to Sacramento, they do networking. Every 30 minutes or 40 minutes, if you're sitting on the inside seat, you rotate. Whoa. Yeah. So I, I mean, I spoke to some really great people. I made a commitment to myself that I would talk to everyone that came by. I, I, my first person I sat with was Ryan Valencia and we spoke for 40 minutes. He was great. You know, he's a young guy. I think he's out in Simi Valley now, ran for city council out there. And um, the last person I ended up sitting next to was Mike Garcia. And it was the last leg of the trip. And I feel like he got stuck next to me for like an hour. We just didn't rotate. And talked his ear off. He was fantastic, great listener, had good vision for the future. And from the, at the end of that conversation, he let me know he was looking to run for Congress. And that was kind of the spark that, that lit the fire. I was uh, volunteering from that moment there forth. So you started out as just kind of a volunteer for his yeah. campaign. At the time, he was kind of like a, an unknown. That's right. Um, huge success now, great leader. Very, very happy to be working um, for Congressman Mike Garcia. Well, and, I think we skipped an important part of this chapter from you met him on a bus. <laughs> I met him on a bus. <laughs> and and, and uh, successful Congressman Mike Garcia. At some point, 
I, I remember you had uh, started hosting uh, like little uh, gatherings to like meet the congressman or meet the meet the candidate yeah. rather. So my level of like volunteering just slowly progressed as my enthusiasm for the candidate increased. So I started out with basically social media support and, and helping posting on his Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um, and then running um, some meet and greets at my house in my apartment. I try to introduce some young people in the community to um, candidate Mike Garcia. Um, it just grew and grew and grew. And at one point, there was an opportunity where I was uh, offered to be his campaign manager. And that was kind of October, November 2019. And that was that was huge. I went to a campaign uh, management boot camp to learn all the ins and outs of how to run a successful campaign. And lo and behold, we we did really well uh, here in Santa Clarita and across the whole 25th district. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you were even recognized by the Washington Post. Isn't that right? Uh, yes. So uh, Mike Garcia's campaign, uh, all four of them, was recognized as the campaign of the year by the Washington Post. What do you mean all four of them? Well, the March primary for both the special and the general, uh-huh. and then the special in May, and then the general in November. Yeah, I guess so. Four elections in one year. What a, what an wow. intense year. Yeah. And Full so, of can- candidates all over the place. Yeah, so after uh, he was actually elected, um, and he's no longer campaigning, you know, you you wouldn't be his campaign manager anymore. Uh, you were offered a position on his staff. I applied for a position, um, so everybody applied, and I was the scheduler um, from May two thousand twenty. Sorry, I had to think about that. <laughs> um, my years just seem to get all tangled. So I did scheduling, but then um, in October, I found out I was pregnant with our first child. Very excited with my husband. And we, I took the opportunity to switch roles. So currently, I am the special projects manager in the congressman's Santa Clarita office. That's so cool. Yeah. So I love it full time and you know, just helping out with all of the odds and ends. And we just did a Paycheck Protection Program webinar for small businesses. And I was kind of running the checks and balances behind the scenes, making sure people are on mute, off mute, so uh-huh. kind of like what you do in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe not quite as sophisticated. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, so being elected during like the year of COVID, you actually like got to travel I did travel um, minimally. I mean, the house wasn't in session all that much throughout this pandemic period. Um, but I would go to Washington when the house was in session, and then I would come back to the district when we're out, just because there was a lot of kind of downtime. I would say, still working in the district, but just not on the house floor per se. Did, have you had a chance to actually see the Capitol building? I did get to see uh, the Capitol building. Yes. How cool is that? A lot of history. It was amazing. Very, very cool. I, I have not been to D.C. Um, before I started working for the congressman, so that was kind of a huge honor. That's cool. And how much time have you spent there uh, in the last year? Not much. I uh, would probably total up to about two two or three months, roughly. Yeah, um, that's a lot for just a... Well, spread out over from May till December. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. But again, I really, my heart is in Santa Clarita. My heart is here home. And I'm glad to be back and have my husband nearby as well. We just, you know, last year bought our first house. We're working on that. 
baby on the way. That's our our new excitement. I Big can't stop changes. talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very exciting yeah. To, to see how uh, wanting to learn about you know the political spectrum and just get involved and stuff uh, kind of led you on this track that got you uh, to be the campaign manager on like campaign of the year and uh, work in the congressman's office. I think it's so neat. Yeah, I love it. Um, I would not trade it for anything. I'm very happy and every day is something different. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing those stories. Oh, no problem. Uh, Daniela, uh, I remember you were talking about your new position uh, that you had just accepted, which was the director of social media marketing. Uh, up until that point, uh, what was your experience with uh, social media marketing? My experience was zero at that point. <laughs> Exactly. It was it was definitely a learning experience. Um, I I think part of it that sparked it was actually um, working on Santa's helpers, and actually partnering with you and like getting ideas like how to market it and how to get it out there. um, Being the chair of it, and then um, same thing. Charlene kind of you know noticed that. I was doing something outside of HR because that was mostly my career. And it finally let me be creative in something. So, you know, she's like, well, would you want to take on the role? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, what would you want to do? I'm like, well, put it out there that JCI Santa Clarita even exists. Like, even at the time I was working at Princess Cruises and I had no idea that there was at least like three or four members literally like on my floor, beneath my floor, above my floor and you know it finally took me meeting Charlene to actually step in and give it a try and I I did the usual like trying to look what is social media you know what's the analytics um try to make some graphics like I didn't even know the programs that you could use um I never tried using Adobe I barely like knew how to edit things on like photo like microsoft photo or something oh like ms paint <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was very very like raw into it <laughs> and then i just noticed like we didn't have a lot of followers either and our events really weren't on like they were on facebook but they weren't really like put out there on the valley to actually like attend so i just kind of started making my own battle plans, if you will, and just kind of like see what what worked. Um, partnering with you two to kind of do some video marketing and actually put videos out there and yeah. and find them to be catchy and, and, you know, getting people's attention. Do you remember what kind of numbers we were looking at as far as the followers on Instagram and Facebook? Oh, at the time, I think when we first joined, um, three almost three years ago, it was maybe fifty percent of what it is now. We finally hit a thousand followers. Just yeah, it's a big milestone. Month. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, so no, it was, it was very small. Um, and you know, I tried to see you know whether we could put some more hashtags just so that you know it could be picked up by different events in town, different organizations. Um, slowly, some organizations from other towns actually started catching like our events and joining along uh last september actually was a prime example Uh, we did the beach cleanup Mm. and um i started putting just different 
different um, things related to beach cleanup environment. And we actually got a company, JPL, to come out and actually volunteer about, I think, 20 of its employees to go ahead and clean up the beach with us. That's so cool. That's enough people that they could have done their own event. Exactly. Yeah, that's sweet. I didn't even know about that. (laughs) Yeah, so they joined along, and and it it was really neat to see it. And then... Even for some of our chat, uh, well, we did some rebranding. So chat until uh, originally was our, our general membership meetings, yeah. which uh, you know I, I tried to see if we could rename some things just to get a more eye catchy and and not so uh, traditional in name. Right. The idea is that those are very informal meetings, and they involve some like a networking mingling component. Yeah, exactly. They weren't some stuffy board meeting. Right. Like. And and so when we. Uh, had anybody that we thought would be a good fit for our team, we, we'd always say, well, we should invite them to the general membership meeting. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people would be like, I don't know if I want to be a member yet. Well, that's not really the purpose, but you right. can just tag along. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that was one of our best changes from the time we were on the board. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as it was going, you know, I got to work under Alex Afizi because he was our, our VP of Marketing and Communications. So he kind of gave me some ideas, but then he also let me run with my own ideas. So if we, we did our testimonials and I was able to dive in. Um, last year, uh, actually a couple of things happened. Um, so I had my own little medical situation. So... I had to go on disability for a little bit, and then um, I tried to go back onto the board um, and just kind of help out in, in the back end. Um, and then at, come the summer, like many people during the pandemic, I got impacted and our company had to downsize. And so the first time ever, I actually got uh, laid off which was kind of an experience considering I did HR, so being oh. on the opposite end. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel so good, does it? <laughs> no, um, but, I, you know, I, I'm the kind that when it comes to business, I can kind of see where things um, would happen. And, I, you know, our, our clients at the time, they were, unfortunately, they were closing, they were getting impacted left and right, so it was inevitable, but it actually helped me dive even deeper into marketing and and. I've been learning more on the go, um, and I kind of took it as an opportunity to pivot, and I've been doing marketing on the side. Um, I still seem to always do a little uh, unofficial HR consulting, (laughs) but I'm trying to stick to doing the marketing instead. Yeah, so you've been in uh, human resources for like 15 years, and so... uh, when when you were laid out from your job, uh, did it cross your mind to start applying for more HR type jobs, or are you looking for a full career shift for the the job that you volunteered to do for JCI? I've been doing a full career shift so far, but um, given the pandemic, I I always keep kind of bouncing back because um, those of us that have done HR with the right intent of doing HR, it's kind of hard not to help people that need help. And a lot of people kept getting impacted left and right. So unofficially, um, I've been helping friends, you know, distant family members, 
going through the process because many of them were also laid off for the first time in their lives. Like, how do they bounce back? So I've been kind of going left and right of, you know, between marketing and HR, um, but staying with marketing because I, I rather do more creative work. I know it's it's harder. It's harder to get the clients, but uh, I enjoy that far more in spending my time doing creative or doing projects. Yeah, I think that's the thing about any kind of uh, self-employment is that uh, you can get a really cool gig, but in between gigs, you're unemployed. Yeah. And you're always looking for the next one. Yeah, but I've been living it so far. Yeah. What are some things that you learned about social media marketing? I mean, was it just which programs to use and how to create the graphics and uh, how to make them look pretty? Or were you also doing analytics where you could find out what time of day is the most effective to post? Uh, how do you get in touch with people in our community? Do you tag the people? Do you use hashtags? And- it's definitely been a little bit of a mix. Um, I even, uh, during the time, took a course just to focus more on the analytics. And since everybody was already at home and on Zoom, uh, I even asked the professor at the time, I'm like, does any of the old analytics even make sense? Because now everybody's home, everybody's like online all the time. It's like, so traditionally, you know, Instagram, Facebook, they all had like their peak times to do things. And that kind of got tossed out the window (laughs) with everybody being home. But, um, you know, hashtagging, same thing. It, it, now that everybody's home, you know, you once upon a time you used to hashtag like a bunch of things. And now it's like, you really want to hone in on just a few hashtags. That makes sense. If you're starting like a project, you want to create your own, so that way you get a following for it. Um, but yeah, as far as the artistic side, um, I definitely try to make something eye-catchy. But uh, it also depends on who your client is and you know who's the chair of that project. They might want something different, so you have to be flexible in what you're advising them. But I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, it, it's funny how social media marketing is a kind of a combination between like what's fun and trendy and like looks pretty and like the science behind it. Because the science behind it's real. I don't know. Uh, well, enough about me. What about you? You started off as director of video marketing. How was that experience? Because you were originally a manager, weren't you? Yeah, I was some kind of uh, one of the marketing managers and I just started out doing a video production and uh, eventually made that my my job. So we were both, you and I were both working under Alex as the, the uh, vice president of marketing and communications. You were doing social media. I was doing video marketing. And it was kind of neat because we were all kind of working together. Yeah. Like you were handling all the social stuff. I was doing the videos. And Alex was doing a lot of the um, print stuff, you know, with, with the magazine. And, yeah, and print getting, and press. <laughs> yeah. And then the website and then the emails. Um, but one thing that I started doing about two years ago, and it's something that I actually had no interest in doing before. I had heard people say the word podcast, but I'd never listened to to a podcast, never recorded one. But uh, Neil Fitzgerald, who was maybe our um, executive vice president of the organization at the time, said, you know, I think I'm not going to do a British accent because I can't do it well. You know, Karen, I think you should make a video podcast. No, he was just saying, (laughs) we should should do a podcast. Like, he was ready to record it. And... uh, uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know what? If if anyone's going to be recording anything, like I have like a recording studio, mm-hmm. we sh- we should do Let's it. Let's utilize, yeah. yeah. And 
in fact, none of this stuff was there. Like I didn't have these cameras. I didn't have these mics. I didn't have the, this device here, the roadcaster. I, I was using condenser mics, which we use in uh, film and television for voiceovers, recording straight into Pro Tools. We were all doing it in the, in the studio there. And uh, I have since upgraded my system uh, several times to, to different styles of mics, different recorders. Uh, now I'm using what's kind of like the, the industry standard. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's funny that um, I had no interest in podcasting at all. And when Neil said, we should do a podcast, I'm like, why are we going to do a podcast? What is it even? <laughs> Who's going to listen to it? What's the, the goal of it? And in the beginning, we started out just talking to each of us about like, okay, what is your role? Uh, and what, what are you doing uh, with the organization? How'd you get into it? Great, Who thanks. <laughs> and we're, we're done. Like, and each episode was like 10 to 13 minutes. And we got in and out. And that was cool for, for what it was. But the problem was that um, who does that appeal to? Like maybe the members of our organization to see like other members spotlighted, but like realistically not even them. Yeah. And like maybe if you were on an episode – You'd listen, listen to, to it, it a few times, share it with your mom. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But then even along the way, you you focused on um, the marketing part and you came up with its title. So how yeah. did that come about? Uh, well, the idea was uh, originally, uh, <laughs> I actually have a graphic behind you guys now. It says uh, the JCI Santa Clarita podcast, which was our original title. <laughs> um, and really, I realize now that that's a terrible title because who's going to listen to that unless they're in JCI Santa Clarita? I feel like people that are part of JCI um, Birmingham, Alabama won't be interested in it. And people that are in Santa Clarita that are not in JCI would not be interested in it. So like, I had to figure out what is the actual purpose of this podcast? Who's the uh, target audience? Like, who do we want to attract? And what I realized is that what, I, what we want to do is kind of what our organization does, kind of have the same goal where we want to uh, develop young leaders. And so we want to talk to people that are leaders in their field. So uh, last year, we did over a dozen podcasts, where we brought in people that were our uh, trainers, mm -hmm. right? So we had people talking to us about um, business financial intelligence and about uh, leading uh, through uh, difference and uh, all these different um, topics that they were talking to us about. You know, I brought them on the podcast to kind of share with, with our listeners, you know, mm -hmm. to kind of share their insight. And the podcast got a little bit longer and they started getting more, uh, more popular, more downloads. And I think uh, better content because it's something that you don't have to be one of our members to appreciate. Anybody who's interested in, in developing themselves as a leader would, would appreciate that. So that's why we did the whole uh, rebranding thing. I've got the graphic back there for Secrets of, of Tomorrow's Leaders. And originally we were just on um, YouTube. Yep, and it on started Facebook. on YouTube. And, uh, and now we're available all over the place, right? iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yeah, and even with the pandemic and you had to shut down, like having people in studio, you took the video podcasting and you actually made it on Zoom and actually a successful one. So how do you come about putting that together? Uh, I had started uh, teaching uh, a couple years ago at College of the Canyons, teaching cinematography, and it was in person, and, which is awesome because, you know, filmmaking is a very hands-on, collaborative environment. And uh, about a year ago, when we transitioned to um, distance learning, uh, I had to learn how to reach my students that way. And so what I did is I converted my home office, which we're in now, into a, a podcast studio and into a classroom. 
And so I, I, I set up a, a camera across the room with a, a video where I can see what's going on and I can screen share with them. And so I, I just decided to use this room for podcasting. And so if I was uh, interviewing somebody through Zoom, I just kind of met the same way with them as I did with my students. And speaking of teaching, last year was your first time actually teaching JC's a class. So want to talk about that a little? Yeah. Um, so we had a, a whole bunch of, we had like a dozen trainers because we had one every month in our leadership development series. And uh, I was asked to do, uh, teach people about video production. But uh, video production and filmmaking is something that really takes years to learn. Um, there's so many different topics from screenwriting to cinematography to editing and sound design um, that I, I didn't feel like we could do that in an hour class. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to figure out something that uh, could be taught, something that everybody that would benefit everybody because not everybody wants to know how to use the manual settings on your camera. Not everyone wants to know how to use these interchangeable lenses or how to do lighting. And so I did a course on uh, how to make professional looking, uh, looking uh, marketing videos uh, using your cell phone because we all have like amazing cameras right here Yeah. that you can shoot a video, edit the video, um, do thumbnail graphics and lower thirds graphics and all kinds of different uh, animations and then post it straight to uh, YouTube or Facebook Right from your phone. There's such a powerful uh, video machine there. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that, that was my first time putting a class like that together where I had to put like a PowerPoint and uh, video examples. But it was pretty well attended. So. And then even then, like your teaching career kind of took off a little bit during the pandemic too. You started teaching at Golden Valley for a time. Yeah, Golden Valley High School. Um, the uh, full-time teacher there uh, went on maternity leave and uh, needed somebody to fill in for her. So I started substitute teaching which I had never done before in, in the high school district. And so it was really, to be honest, kind of eye-opening for me because uh, going from teaching college students where I have one class one day a week with like 20 students, and those are adults who want to learn about filmmaking and they want to be there. Now compare that to having uh, 160 students in the high school, right? This is over five periods, each one with like, you know, 30-something, 30 32 to 36 students. And I was hoping that all of these students were going to be like I was in high school, where I wanted to be there, I wanted to learn, I was really uh, enthusiastic about it. They were not. Um, I'd say most of the students were put in that class by their counselor, who was like, oh, you need an elective? Let's stick you in this one. And so it was really challenging to reach these, these students that way. And, you know, through Zoom isn't ideal, because a lot of them don't turn their cameras on. You know, they're just, they sign in. And, uh, you know, then they've gone back to bed probably, or maybe they're playing Call of Duty in the other room, but there's no way to know. Because yeah, that's probably a challenge for you, because really when you were doing video at Valencia High is really where you kind of started in this whole career. Yeah, I, I loved uh, my time at Valencia High School. Um, I was uh, creating their video news program before we had even hired our video production teacher. Like we were just kind of like teaching ourselves stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was there the year that we, we hired the teacher there and uh, worked with her for, for a couple of years. And we're still very close. I mean, she's still teaching over at uh, West Ranch now. It's Jennifer Overdevest. And um, I, I've gone to visit her, and I've uh, spoken to her students before. And she was actually one of my mentors when I was getting into teaching uh, both at the college and the Hart District. So nice. it's, it's, it's funny how these things kind of come full back circle. <laughs> years and years later. Uh, and another thing that I wanted to talk about is the three of us, even though we had started 
uh, we had each co-chaired different projects in the past. We all got together about two years ago yeah. to chair 40 Under 40, which is an annual event um, that uh, I think you guys, who, who was the first one to sign up for that? Me, her. You, you were the first one. <laughs> I remember saying, she I'm going to do first. it, but and I want control over changing it completely. Yeah, she signed up first. Then you, you. sold me on the idea, mm-hmm. and then I got you in. I was very reluctant. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I, I was just kind of sitting there silently in that meeting, and I was like, okay. I'm I'll, like, you're doing do it. And we you're were like it. the three amigos, kind of like an interesting <laughs> pairing. But we've been like the best of friends for two years now. So. Yeah been pretty interesting yeah i mean some of that stuff w- was a lot of fun we also had uh some some hiccups and uh um issues that uh, kept us from doing things that the way we wanted to Let, let's talk about that for a bit because i think that that was a big learning opportunity as far as um what worked for us mm-hmm. what 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 didn't what kind of things did we learn um i'll let you kind of talk about that want to start off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can think about some of the, the hiccups that, that come to mind for the day of the event. Um, time management and planning and having enough volunteers is going to be huge. I, a setup was a huge undertaking for that event. You know, we utilized the entire facility, and I don't think we had enough volunteers uh, with the organization, and we didn't start early enough. I know Daniela and I were running around yeah. at the last minute. I didn't come out for cocktail hour at all. I was busy trying to switch into from my grubby clothes into my outfit uh, so that I would be prepared to go on stage. So. Oh, yeah, we were still putting no. our script together. <laughs> yeah, That uh, was the other thing I'm going to mention is, like, uh, be cautious with your taping when you're putting the, like, scotch taping yeah. your script together. I um, taped pages so that there wouldn't be any blank in between. Yeah, because you're you trying to make tabs and yeah. stuff. And and, and the, <laughs> we were freaking out at one point, trying to smile and stay calm. Like, oh, where yeah. is the well, girl's I, I, just got, I couldn't find my, my page. That, that was And I went over there and tried to help. And I'm like, dang it, where is this page? It was, t- it was stuck together. Yeah, no, we were still running around. And all of a sudden, like... I realized we had left things in the room, but there was no way to not go through, like, all the guests that were coming in. And I'm, like, half maked up and, like, not even fully, like, dressed up. And I'm, like, looking like a mess. I'm like, hello, everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, (laughs) let me back it up a bit. Danielle, tell me about 40 Under 40. Like, what is the event and what's the history there? Okay. Well, 40 Under 40 is our signature event. It's to recognize those that are under 40 in Santa Clarita that are doing great works in the community. And normally it is in person, and I think our event was the last 40 Under 40 that was in person. Mm -hmm. And so it it takes the time to recognize what they do. And our year, we decided to kind of focus really on all the honorees and make it kind of like a Hollywood, you know, award ceremony. It was was really beautiful when we laid it out. this last year, we had to change it to a top 100 because it was the centennial year. Of, of uh, Junior of pr- Chamber Internet. International. As a whole in this nation, yeah. And um, we ended up doing a virtual, which you did a great job putting that together. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of the ways that we market um, what people are doing in this community. And normally, uh, we try to see, you know, the things that they're doing and, and bring them into our organization too. Um, I believe you're an honoree. Uh, yeah. Twice over. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I, that's how I first heard about uh, 
Junior Chamber International. I was one of the honorees in 2017 and started coming you know, to all of the different uh, events and, and volunteering. And I'm really glad that I did because, to be honest, I was just kind of um, doing my own thing and not really uh, in tune with what was going on in, in the rest of the community. And I feel like the people that I've met I, I can see any uh, elected official or like business person or new you know business, and it's like, hey, I know this person and I know that person. It's like it really uh, in, increased my uh, circle of influence, I guess. Not so much that I'm influential to them, but like the people that I know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like uh, I'm a little bit more uh, connected, and I've gotten to do a, a lot more uh, yeah, cool def- stuff. People definitely think of you when yes. they need uh, these. Uh, video formats for their virtual events for sure well, yep. i hope so yeah yes I'm definitely getting out there <laughs> what are some things that you would say um went right with the the 40 under 40 if this is like our, our look back at that i would say one of the things that went right i mean one of the things we were all like hoping to do is give them the the right recognition and i think there was a lot of the honorees that felt for the first time that, you know, they were actually recognized for their works. Um, Even their family members were very touched at how much dedication and how much, um, what a good job we did at honoring them and actually presenting all the works that they've been doing in their life at that point. And some of the other things, um, just from like a marketing perspective and, and, you know, showcasing some of your ideas too, Chelsea, is that we were able to make some wonderful video content and interviews and and really like highlight that this event is not a city event. It's actually our organization's event. Yeah. So I I think we did a really good job about picking um, some entertainment and and throughout the uh, event as well, Mm -hmm. because uh, no one wants to sit and watch people talk all night long. So we had some great comedians and then some guest speakers. That was helpful. I also really liked our like Hall of Fame, where we took pictures of all of the winners and, and put them up like movie posters in one of the halls. That was like a nice takeaway for all the winners. Yeah, that was cool. Now, yes. the, the event's always been great, and, and it's transitioned from being in a uh, like a clubhouse uh, on the, the local country club to like the big hall at the Valencia Hyatt, which is like the big hotel that we have in town. Uh, and then what we did is we had it in a theater mm-hmm. over at the, uh, the Canyon Theater Guild. They have a couple hundred seats. Um, and we were lucky that they were just in between um, shows and uh, they didn't have any artwork uh, in these hallways. We just had like a, a clean slate. That's right. It was right before their Christmas show. I think. We were really yeah. able to do a lot with that venue. I thought it was fantastic. Another thing that was challenging but not um, unovercomable was seating chart. Mm-hmm. This is the oh first time gosh. that we, right. we really had to look at the seats because we weren't handing out tickets uh, in advance. We wanted to make sure everyone got to sit kind of where they wanted to sit and who they wanted to sit by. And, right. Well, not only yeah. that, remember, the seat number um, was... Changed. That's what I was thinking. It's like you did a good job coming up with the seating chart, but what we didn't realize was that the theater had just changed their whole seating platform. So the seat numbers that are on their website uh, that used for the seating chart are different than the seat numbers that were printed on the seats. Right. So in the very last minute, like just before, like people are already outside mingling and we're getting ready to like we're putting sticky the seats. notes on there. Yeah, they, they had to get their um, volunteers and their staff members like to print 
temporary labels and put one on every seat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they work so fast. <laughs> they did a good job about Thank goodness we had that cocktail hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was... <laughs> Like, the, one of the best cocktail hours I've ever not been to. Yeah, I didn't get to see it either. I didn't get to see it either. <laughs> well, I only got to enjoy a little bit, but it was epic. And yeah. Cindy Curtis, who was in charge of doing all the food and and the drinks for that evening, she did a wonderful job. Yeah. She was a... I almost felt like she was an honorary fourth member of our... Oh, she, she was definitely our fourth musketeer. She, she, she definitely was, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. musketeer. Yeah. Because she was there with us for, for all the projects, too. Even Politics on Tap. Yep. Yeah. Big help. And she, she's stepping up now, too. Uh, yes, she is. She even has chaired a couple of events herself, and she's chairing a few more this year. So Yeah. She, she's our uh, treasurer now this year, too, and yep. she's tackling some pretty big projects. Yes, she is. Indeed. I will owe her quite a spa treatment at some point at the end of the year for all the nerve-wracking things I'm having her do. My goodness, yeah. <laughs> Cindy, if you're watching this, we love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't quit. <laughs> Uh, Daniela, what do you see for the uh, future of uh, JCI Santa Clarita? So for the future, um, I see now that we've lowered our age to 18, um, we'll definitely uh, have a lot newer members, uh, some more fresh blood in it, hopefully some wonderful ideas. So far, um, the few new members that we've already gotten at the start of the year, they've actually already engaged their part of at least two committees and have really been hammering a lot of good ideas. And um, we're trying to focus back into small businesses that were impacted during the pandemic and also the school districts. So we have a couple of events coming up uh, for the summer that we're ramping up right now. So um, I'm hopeful to actually have 40 under 40 again <laughs> back in person. So we'll get that started. Um, and then just some other events that, that will eventually happen underway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that uh, Charlene Duzik, who has been a member of our chapter for like 20 years, Yes. Um, I'm surprised that she hadn't been president before, but she was our president last year, and she took on that responsibility before we even knew what COVID was. And uh, the whole year just kind of shifted, and we still did some really amazing things. I think we had more events last year than we did. Yeah, I think any we had year. over a hundred. Right, and in, in, you know, like a couple a week, and that includes you know our, our meetings, our trainings, our social events. But yeah, we still did a ton of stuff. But you took on this responsibility, knowing that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So yes. it's like you have to plan for that. And so we're we're looking at events that like if we can get together, we're doing this. If not, we're doing that. Like how right. how is it planning? Not knowing. Uh, it, it's a challenge because, you know, you you want to, as a leader, you you want to be realistic, but you also don't want to have your members lose hope that we're going to go back in person. That's everybody's desire. Um, so in the meantime, you know, I made it a point to say, you know, for the first, you know, quarter, half of the year, we're probably going to stick to virtual. Um but let's at least try and see if we can plan for some in-person at the end of the year. Everybody's starting to get vaccinated, so that's progress, you know. And where we can, try to do some hybrid events um, like we tried doing in the end of the fall last year. So we'll just have to see. But so far, everybody's been pretty good. We've tried to ease up on Zoom a little because I think we're all getting a little burned out on Zoom. Yeah, the hybrid events were cool. I enjoyed uh, meeting up. We used to do coffee and connections 
on Saturdays, we'd meet inside a local Starbucks. Yeah. And now, uh, well, not now, but like when we were doing it in the fall, we would go to a local park. We'd ha- there'd be like a picnic table there. We can hang around. You yeah. know, we, we can be masked. We can be distant yep. outdoors. So we're hoping, you know, we'll be able to do that soon. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back in person. And uh, get some vitamin D back. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing says you can't go outside. This but, is true. Uh, I, I get my vitamin D in my own backyard when no one's looking. I know, same. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm so glad that, uh, that we got to uh, get together again. I missed you guys. It was good uh, hanging out. It's been well overdue for sure. Yes. So uh, hopefully we can uh, hang out again soon uh, on the air or off the air. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, for everyone else, thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in.